Amen. Thank you for that song. Take your Bibles this morning. We're going to go to start in Ephesians chapter number 5, and then find your place also in Matthew chapter number 18. I'll begin in Ephesians chapter number 5, and then we'll make our way over to uh, Matthew chapter number 18. Uh, I'll be preaching today uh, both services um, because i got a lot of content uh, to cover. Both will be around the same topic and the same passages. Uh, so I do invite you to come back tonight. You're coming anyways for church and a fellowship. So, uh, so uh, be back tonight for the, uh, for the message and, uh, and uh, then we'll have all of that uh, at the end of it. Um, God, God loves the local church. All right. Now let's throw that out there in um, this next year with our theme uh, and uh, its connection to all of that and that thought. We're, we're going to be going down a lot of different uh, trails uh, around the church and, uh, and uh, what God uh, you know, wants uh, in the local church. But in Ephesians chapter number 5, and kind of in the middle of all of the stuff about marriage and family, uh, God gives us a pretty important lesson about his thoughts on the local church. And so uh, when you read down there, we've, we always focus on, you know, um, the husband's job, the wife's job, and, and uh, we don't like to hear certain words uh, that God lays out in this passage of Scripture, and we, uh, we, uh, we avoid it. Um, and we tend to avoid Scriptures that, um, that don't line up with um, what we want. Uh, or what we want to believe, and uh, we cherry pick uh, the Word of God—not just Old Testament, you know—and uh, uh, but we also do that in the New Testament uh, as well. But the Bible says uh, we won't—we won't read verse number twenty-two. I'll let you read that on your own, uh, especially you ladies. Uh, verse twenty-three says, "For the husband uh, is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body." Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. But notice what it says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Uh, we can look, if you look this way, we know that, uh, that Jesus was God, uh, came uh, in the flesh. We spoke about that a lot over Christmas uh, for all the reasons that he came, and uh, the, one of the biggest ones, obviously, is to be uh, the a sacrifice for our sins, and so he was born to die. Uh, and uh, the Bible says that he gave himself for uh, the church. Um, I can't get into it because I've got to pack stuff into uh, two messages, uh, but there's a lot, uh, there's a lot uh, involved in, in, that, in that verse. Uh, and uh, for us to say at any point in our life as a Christian that we don't need the church, uh, we don't need organized religion. Uh, when we avoid, we forsake the assembling of ourselves together. We don't, we don't serve uh, like we should faithfully in the local church. Um, church is important to God. And if it's important to God, uh, it should be important to us. And uh, unfortunately, uh, most pastors, they spend a lot of time uh, just trying to get people who know that as a fact uh, to live that. Uh, to be faithful to the house of God and, uh, and to serve uh, and to, to work, uh, not to get to heaven. We don't work to get to heaven. We work because uh, we're saved and because God has uh, blessed us so much. Uh, but we, we tend to focus on that part of the verse in, in speaking about uh, his love for the church, but he, he qualifies it a little bit. Verse number 26, or he elaborates, I guess would probably be a better word, so that he might sanctify and cleanse it uh, with the washing of water by the word. Uh, we know the Bible says that faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. 
uh, and we can read the Bible, uh, and it cleanses us. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way uh, by taking heed thereto according to thy word. We're to hide his words in our heart that we may not sin against him. Uh, and we know that the word of God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. It's uh, uh, filled with wisdom and truth, and, uh, and we should love the Bible and desire it. Uh, and from the time you got saved, uh, you should desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. But it's meat and it's bread and it's water. Uh, it's all of those things, and so we should love the Bible. If you agree, say amen. amen. And, uh, but uh, the Word of God uh, preached, God lays a, has a, lays a premium on the preaching of God's Word, not just the reading of it. We're to read it, meditate it on it, all that God says. But faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. And when we read about that in the book of Romans, how should they hear? Let's, there's a preacher, how should they preach? Let's say be sent. Uh, it's, the, it's the preaching. Every born-again believer needs to be under the preaching of God's Word in a local church. Anything outside of that uh, is, is wrong. <laughs> uh, you know. And again, there's house churches, uh, and there are, there are a lot of different uh, formats and, and all of that, uh, but uh, you need preaching, I need preaching. I, I'm looking forward this next week, I'm going to a conference, and because I just need to hear the Bible preached. I get to preach it, and I enjoy preaching it, uh, but I need it uh, in my life. And so he says that Christ loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Uh, in the word of God, much is said about um, local church practice uh, and polity, uh, what our attitude and spirit should be to local church, what our participation should be in the local church. And, uh, and in 2024, uh, one of my um, themes or slogans, not the theme for the church, but it's let, let's make church membership great again. Barring, <laughs> uh, I'm not getting any red hats made up. Uh, and, uh, but, um, but church is important and church membership is important. Uh, and uh, we're going to spend a lot of time in it. But uh, I do want to just say this. Um, it isn't as important to the average Christian as it should be. Um, that is in, the, the indication of that is lack of participation, a lack of presence, unfaithfulness to, uh, to uh, the church as a whole, uh, not just in attendance, but in every, in every other uh, aspect. Um, we, church has become um, like something on, on a Christian schedule uh, that uh, they know they should do, but they don't do all the time. Uh, and uh, which is, you know, it should be a priority. And outside of being providentially hindered and being in the local church uh, on a Sunday and serving and, and, and worshiping, um, uh, you, should, you should be present. Um, but um, it doesn't mean as much to people. It's like a social club. Um, we, when, if God, I said this in Sunday school, if God, if you're a member of a local church body, God has placed you in, as much as you think it was your decision, um, it, it isn't. God uses all of that, you know, location and et cetera, et cetera. But God places you in a local church. When a church votes you into its church membership, um, it means something. Uh, and, uh, and there are a lot of privileges uh, surrounding that. Uh, there are a lot of, uh, there's tons and tons of stuff. We'll get into it later on. But I want you to understand, if you don't get anything out of this, that God is serious about of the local church, and he is absolutely serious uh, about his plan and his purpose for it, uh, and, uh, and that it would be pure uh, and without blemish, 
uh, and without spot. Uh, and, uh, and as uh, you know, we've, uh, we just, we're not doing it like we should be doing it. Uh, and, uh, and we ignore a lot of things and we excuse uh, not just apathy, uh, but we excuse away sin and all kinds of things. God loves the church. He gave himself for it. Uh, he wants the church of God uh, to, to be faithful to him uh, and to serve him, uh, but to be pure. Uh, and, uh, and it's my job, uh, one of them, uh, as a, a, an under-shepherd, uh, as an overseer, uh, to help facilitate that. That's why uh, I preach against all the things I preach against and, uh, and, uh, and all, all the stuff that I do. I take it very seriously. And, and, I, and I just wish, uh, I pray, uh, if, if, if we could have... You know, just, you know, I don't know, if, if, a, if a local church could have maybe a dozen people in the church uh, that uh, were as uh, concerned about that church as the pastor of that local church, they would, they would blow out the doors of that church. Um, and, uh, and, but there's times where uh, pastors, um, they, they, they feel isolated uh, and, uh, in, in that endeavor. So if, uh, for sake of time, uh, would you agree, Christ loved the church? <laughs> uh, the Bible says that he does. Uh, and that he, that he and, and by the way, in our marriages, um, that fact, and it's why it's in that context, I'm supposed to love my wife like Christ loved the church. And there's a million things I could say about that. Uh, and uh, it is an object lesson. Your, your relationship with your spouse uh, is where your walk with God takes on flesh. Um, you cannot... Children, you can't be right with God and not be right with your parents. Okay? You might not agree, uh, but the Bible uh, says that you should obey them and you'll have long life. Uh, and, uh, but um, you show me a marriage that isn't right and I'll show you a relationship with God that isn't right. Because, because we are supposed to love each other like Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Do you realize that there's no sin that you can commit on this earth that you can't be forgiven of? By God himself and to each other. Forgiveness, God lays a great premium on forgiveness, uh, which we're going to look at it in Matthew chapter number 18. So Christ loved the church, gave himself for it. Uh, and, uh, and he wants his church uh, to be washed by the water of the word. Uh, so that it might be presented to him uh, spotless, uh, without blame, holy. Um, and, and so personal holiness, holiness within the local church is something that's important to God. It might not be important to the average Christian, uh, but it's important to him. That's why um, we have church polities and we have, uh, we have um, uh, standards and principles and things that we live and preach and, uh, and, uh, and, and all of that from the Bible. So if you're with me, say amen. All right, now we're going to go back over to Matthew chapter number 18. In here we have, uh, in the, I can't preach the whole chapter, but uh, there's a threefold function of the local church. Not the only functions, but displayed for us in Matthew chapter number 18, uh, three functions of the local church. Uh, in the first 11 verses, uh, we find uh, the responsibility or the function of receiving believers. You get all the way down to verse number 11, for the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. And uh, so much is said in the, the previous verses about those being converted as little children. Uh, uh, we know the Great Commission, we're to go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature, uh, baptize them, teach them all things. Uh, so a function of the church is receiving, receiving believers, people that are getting saved, uh, and baptized, and then teaching them. 
uh, and, uh, and teaching them all things. It's all the Bible. Uh, and, uh, and they're to grow. People grow at different paces. We understand that to be true. Uh, but as a, as a Christian, as a pastor, I can, I can deal with people who, uh, who are growing slowly, who want to grow, versus people who just, you know, they're not interested. Uh, or I can deal with somebody who is grieved about their sin in trying to change, versus somebody who says, don't you tell me what to do. You're not the boss of me. You know, I'm 50 years old, and I still have, I still have Christians telling me that I'm not the boss of them. And uh, now here's the, here's the deal. You're all supposed to provoke one another unto love and good works. You have a responsibility to each other to, each other, to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Uh, and uh, forgiveness and fellowship and communion. Uh, you should be spiritually responsible for somebody else outside of your family. Uh, and what I mean by that is, is discipling them, coming alongside of them, uh, praying with them, for them, laboring with them, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Um, there's a lot uh, to be included in that. Um, but uh, my responsibility as a pastor um, is, is even greater than that. Uh, I'm supposed to re- rebuke, uh, reprove, exhort, and uh, to teach, admonish. Um, to oversee to, uh, in, in a lot of levels. Now, tonight, um, I'm going to get into several examples uh, that we read about in chapter number 18 that we find in, in New Testament churches, uh, in uh, our New Testament scriptures. Uh, but uh, the primary function, one of them, is to receive uh, believers. And then verse number 12, we'll start reading there. It says, How think ye, if a man have an hundred sheep, and one of them have gone be astray, doth he not leave the ninety and nine, and goeth into the mountains, and seeketh that which is gone astray? And if so be that he find it, verily I say unto you, he rejoiceth more of the sheep uh, than of the ninety and nine which went astray. Even so, it is not the will of your Father, which is in heaven, that one of these little ones should perish. Uh, so we find a, a function of the church as restoring backsliders. Uh, we could talk about examples like um, the prodigal son uh, in the Bible. Or uh, there are um, you know, people in the New Testament like um, you know, John Paul, uh, or John Mark rather, uh, and uh, where there was separation, but then at the end, restoration. Uh, and uh, which is uh, what God wants. Remember, just remember, there's nothing, there's nothing that you can do um, outside of dying without Christ, uh, which I believe is the unpardonable sin uh, because you can't be forgiven uh, if uh, uh, you're already uh, in His presence in that respect. <clears throat> but there's nothing that you can do that can't be forgiven. All right? Uh, we pick and choose. We, uh, we go from... All sin is sin, a little leaven leaveth the whole lump. Sin is sin in the eyes of God. And then we, we, uh, we know we're to love the sinner, hate the sin, all the cliches. Uh, and, uh, but then we also, uh, we also know that there are consequences for different sins that are greater. There's natural consequences. Uh, and, uh, and, but we also know from the Bible uh, that God is a restorative God uh, and a forgiving God. Uh, and all of chapter number 18 uh, of the book of Matthew is dealing with forgiveness uh, and restoration. Uh, a sheep that has gone astray, uh, how we restore backsliders. And so when somebody is um, in backsliding really is if you're just doing, thinking less, less devoted, doing, you know, whatever, doing less than you were before, um, that's backsliding. You're going backwards. You should be uh, pressing towards the mark going forward. 
uh, and growing. Uh, your growth as a Christian shouldn't stop. You shouldn't have plateaued uh, in that respect. You should be ever learning and drawing closer to God uh, each and every day uh, and uh, trying to be more uh, like Jesus uh, as uh, God works in you through uh, the Holy Spirit. And so uh, it's receiving believers. It's restoring backsliders. And then from verses 15 all the way through the end of the passage, and then God gives uh, a great uh, illustration of this, uh, which we'll get into at another time with uh, the, um, the servants and, uh, and the debts uh, that were there. Uh, and, uh, and at the very end, verse number 35, it says, So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not everyone his brothers their trespasses. All right? So we know the scriptures from the Beatitudes. I mean, uh, really the, the thoughts uh, laid out in Levitical law uh, all the way to the end uh, that, uh, that we are to... Um, love and forgive. Uh, and in fact, after he goes through, uh, well, let's begin reading in verse number 15. The Bible says, Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. But if he will not hear thee, uh, then take with thee one or two more, that uh, in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it to the church, but if he neglect to hear the church, let him be uh, unto thee as an heathen man and a publican. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever she shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I'll be in the midst of them. By the way, we use that last verse uh, oftentimes about assembly, like uh, where two or three are gathered, there he is in the midst, where we, uh, we use uh, that verse and we apply it uh, to prayer uh, and the presence of God in prayer. Uh, but with most verses in the Bible, they're in context, all right? So that verse is in the context of forgiveness and church discipline uh, and, uh, and the, the, uh, the authority uh, and the finality, the, the, um, the binding um, act of what takes place or what's instructed for us to do in, in verse number 18. It's, it's important. It, it, is, it is real. Uh, it is, um, it's not make-believe. Um, it is, there, is, there are spiritual battles and spiritual warfare and, uh, and we, we read the Bible and we know what's coming around the corner. And we're, we're grateful because we, we, we see how God deals with us as the church, uh, as I spoke about on Wednesday. Uh, but but it's, it's real. Heaven is real. Hell is real. The Word of God is true. Uh, this is not, you know, the, a storybook. Uh, it, is, um, it is life and death. Uh, and, uh, and if you're here today and you're not saved, um, if you don't get saved, you're going you're gonna to spend a Christless eternity in hell. A real place uh, where the Bible says there's weeping and gnashing of teeth and worm dieth not. Uh, it's, 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 it's black and it's dark and it's torment and it's forever. And I just believe that. And I'm thankful that that's not where I'm going. I'm going to heaven based on uh, what God has done. I'm, I'm, I'm a believer. I've trusted in Jesus Christ. Heaven is real. Uh, and, uh, and I know that he's preparing a place for me and that he's going to come again. And, and I know that I'm going to fellowship and, and I just believe it uh, and, uh, and, and it's real. But, but somehow 
we have been um, conditioned or uh, it's, it's apathy or whatever, but we treat all of this stuff uh, like it doesn't matter. Uh, and, um, and it just really does. And uh, to be frank and honest, um, one of the hardest things that I deal with as a pastor is, um, is watching people <coughs> uh, live uh, like, like it doesn't matter. And, uh, and that really in the modern day, um, if you don't like what you hear preached here, you can just go find another church. And if you can just find a place that's not going to preach what, what's preached from the Bible. And, um, and you can find there's all kinds of churches under the sun, not to get into all of that, but whatever, whatever you want to believe, you can find a church that will line up with what you want to believe. Uh, but the way that it's supposed to work is we, we, the Word of God is preached and we believe the Word of God. And where our lives don't line up with the Word of God, we, uh, we confess it and we get forgiveness from God. We make restitution if necessary. Uh, we, we have fruit that's meat for repentance uh, and, we, and we live for the Lord. Now, let me also say this. Uh, I'm going to lay out uh, for uh, us tonight uh, and uh, for the remaining part of our time together um, how the local church deals with sin. Um, and... Um, but prefacing all of that with, <clears throat> if we follow, we should follow the Bible. When we follow what God says to do in Matthew chapter number 18, elsewhere in the Bible, 1 Corinthians 5, and uh, I mean, on and on. I'll give more verses and show some examples uh, tonight. Um, our default spirit and attitude towards anyone uh, should be love and forgiveness. And, um, and to get to a place in the Word of God where we follow these steps that are laid out for us in chapter number um, uh, 18, um, it's really like last resort kind of stuff, all right? And, um, and with, the, with even that, uh, it is um, restorative, it's not punitive, it's corrective, uh, it's not to punish somebody. Uh, and it's done in a way to ultimately uh, bring those people back into fellowship, which is, should be important to you. Being a member of a local church um, is more serious and has more content and more blessings and more responsibility than most people understand. So it's not just, oh, I like this place, let me join. Um, there's a lot involved in that whole process. And there, by the way, there should be a whole, just as much involved uh, in a move. I always appreciate people like when they're moving away, they find a local church and it's all part of the plan of God. You know, and uh, and it's, it should be, um, you should understand and know as a believer, you should be saved, baptized, and a member uh, of a local, visible um, uh, New Testament church. I'll throw Baptists in there uh, and uh, as well. So in this passage, he's talking about receiving believers, restoring backsliders, and he gets into reconciling uh, brethren, those who have trespassed, those who've offended, those who've, who have sinned, and, uh, and, uh, and lays it out. So the first stage of that, in verse number 15, Moreover, if thy brother trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he hears thee, thou hast gained thy brother. Now, this... Uh, 
covers everything from, you know, you think somebody gave you a dirty look. And, uh, you know, so you, what you're supposed to do is not go to, you know, somebody else and say, you know, did you see them give me the dirty look? You're supposed to go to them and say, excuse me, did you give me a dirty look? Uh, and they say, well, no, I didn't realize I did that. And, and you work it out. Uh, and, uh, and you talk about it. You come to me and say, did you know about so-and-so? I'm like, did you go talk to so-and-so? Because the principal word of God is if you have aunt with a brother, you go to the brother or the sister uh, and you deal with it. And, but it's hard and it's uncomfortable. Uh, and and, and we, don't, we don't like uh, those types of crucial conversations. You know what we do? We just ignore it. Uh, and uh, we, almost, like, we almost like, in one way, like a Pharisee, well, I'm glad I'm not like them. Uh, but we, we feel like we can't, we can't talk about it or we can't confront them because it's unchristian. It is the most, one of the most Christian things you can do is to confront somebody that's offended you or trespassed against you. And it is a command in the Bible. So when somebody comes to me and says, you know, I've got this problem with so-and-so, uh, and I say, well, go talk to them. When you don't do that, it's a sin. And it's, it's piling on top of whatever offense or problem or trespass that is there. We are, we are, we are not obeying the scripture uh, by, by ignoring, um, again, love cover, covers a multitude of sins. And we should be loving and gracious and forgiving and long-suffering and all the virtues that God wants us to be. But we're, we're never supposed to ignore it. In fact, one of the, one of the biggest, worst stereotypes wielded at Independent Baptist right now uh, is, the, is the claim, this is not all true, uh, that we just ignore sin uh, from the pulpit to the pew. And, uh, and we just ignore it and we cover it up and, and all that kind of stuff. It's not true. Um, it is true in some instances uh, and uh, around the country and world, not just in Baptist churches, but every, every kind of church. And, uh, and, by, and by the way, churches are um, filled with sinners uh, who sin, uh, and, uh, and, and that's true of every single church. You can't, if you're looking for a perfect church, you ain't going to find one. And, uh, and, and if you found it and you join it, you'd ruin it. <laughs> and, uh, and so that can never be said of that church ever again uh, because that's what we do. We just ruin stuff. And, but God's concerned about purity and spotless and blameless. And, and so he gives us templates in the Bible in order to do that. And, uh, and, and so if, there, if a brother sins, uh, and then you go to him and say, hey, man, that's not right. Um, you, need to, you need to ask God to forgive you, and you need to repent. Uh, and stop doing that. Stop saying that. Stop being that. Whatever it is. Uh, it could be something as trivial as, you know, um, uh, you, know you, you were ignored by somebody or whatever you thought. And by the way, you know, I always say if you, if you investigate and you ask and, and what you thought really wasn't the case, then you have no right to your anger, your frustration or whatever. If you say to somebody, if you go, do you have a problem with me? And they go, no, I don't think so. Well, you, you know, did ABC, and they're like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I mean, I didn't realize I was doing that." And uh, and uh, you know, please forgive me. Then you forgive them. Then it's over. You have no right to be angry at somebody for something they didn't do. But 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 we tend to hold on to it, uh, and and that just affects our own self. It doesn't affect them. I'm, I've I could give you story after story of people that that 
that have been so angry and mad and frustrated with me and for sometimes years, and I had no idea. They have, they have a you know, expression that's like you're living rent-free in somebody's head. And so I just tell, if, if, if I offend you, if, if I sin against you, what you got to do is, is come to me and say, you offended me. And, uh, and if I offended you, and, uh, then I will apologize and seek forgiveness, and, uh, and, uh, and, and then I'm going to move on, whether you forgive me or not. Uh, because we, we are to grant forgiveness, we're to, you know, we are to uh, even grant that to people who don't ask it. All right. and, uh, and so you've all been there. You've all uh, had times where uh, you've uh, uh, apologized and, uh, for things that you didn't do because you love the person and you just want to move forward and get beyond it. Uh, and that's, by the way, a good Christian spirit and attitude uh, to have. So first, first phase and is you go to somebody, and the Bible says you've gained a brother. Uh, and, uh, and there's a lot in those words. We can't get into everything. Verse number 16, but... If he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more. In the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. I think it's a good um, practice uh, in, for any uh, types of scenarios to where uh, you're having crucial conversations to have a witness. Uh, and, uh, uh, because uh, it's just the day and age that we live in, and uh, um, it's just important. Uh, but it says that uh, you, you go to the brother and say, you've, you're wrong, you've sinned. Um, they hear you, they, they get forgiveness, they repent, you've gained a brother. If they didn't hear thee, uh, then you take somebody else, two or three, and you both go to them and you say, we um, believe that you need to repent. Uh, and uh, and uh, everything is established in both the facts of whatever it is, uh, and, but that's the second, the second step is, uh, is to bring somebody else uh, with you. Uh, and, uh, and discuss uh, this so that uh, every word's established. Verse 17. And if he shall neglect uh, to hear them, tell it unto the church. All right? Uh, and so then the next step is um, you and uh, some other brothers and sisters, your family, uh, by the way, uh, is, if you're part of the local church. Uh, and, uh, and let me also say this. Um, because we're not universal church people, Unless you shouldn't be. Um, these are instruct when it says take it to the church, it isn't universal invisible church. It is your local church assembly, ecclesia, called out assembly of saved, baptized believers, local church. All right? That's where the authority uh, lies. Uh, and when I deal with things uh, where it's somebody from uh, that's a member of our church versus somebody who's an outsider, uh, they're lost or they're not a member of our church. My authority, biblically, uh, and without apology, by the way, um, is, is over that church member. All right? Um, these is all in the Bible. I'm just, I just don't show up here on Sundays because I got nothing better, better to do. I, I just don't. You're not here on a Sunday. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it is, like I say, life and death, it's important. It's important to God. It's important to us. And there, there's a lot of nuances involved in all of that. Uh, and it's and it's real, and <clears throat> whether you believe it or not, it is, and uh, and so you tell it to the church, uh, and how that looks like is, um, I mean, there's a number of ways. Uh, it is, uh, in fact, when we look in, uh, we will look in tonight. The Bible says it's reported commonly among you, um, and when Paul's dealing with sin in the church of Corinth, 
uh, and, uh, and words matter, the, why they're in the Bible, but uh, they, were, they were dealing with this, but it was made, it was made public uh, and reported uh, and, uh, in the church, but that can happen in, in numbers of ways. It can be brought to uh, church leadership, it can be brought to um, uh, the deacons uh, uh, of, uh, of the local church or elders, however you want to put it. Uh, and, um, and, and, it's, and it's brought. The, it's like, we, like I went to them and they didn't repent. We went to them and they didn't repent. Uh, and now um, it's brought to the church. You say, the church shouldn't be in my business. But, but here's the thing. You joined a local visible church. And, and with all of the responsibilities and God-given uh, principles that surround all of that, uh, and, uh, and, and all the principles about sin and leaven and uh, impurity and holiness within the local church body and how we're to provoke one another uh, unto love and good works. It's not, my job is prayer in the ministry of the word. It, you know, really what I should be doing is, is praying and preaching uh, and so in and, and whatever. There's the, but there's this, it's not just my responsibility to hold people accountable. So it's brought, brought to the church. Uh, and then, um, and, and that, could, that could look a number of different, different ways. So then now you've got um, pastoral leadership or you have um, uh, deacons of that church or uh, other brothers and sisters in Christ that have been brought into whatever the, the sin or the, the, the issue uh, of the moment is. Uh, and you go a full court press and, and, and you beg and you plead and you love because the goal is always forgiveness. Uh, and it's always restoration. That is, that is the goal of all of this. So you take it to the church. I'll say more about that in a second. Then it says in verse number 17, If he shall neglect to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as an heathen man and a publican. All right. Um, so uh, there's a lot of terms for this. Um, excommunication. Uh, but the word excommunication is more like a Catholic uh, origin. Uh, like they, they, like no more communion. When you excommunicate, no more communion. Uh, and, um, and it's not just keeping somebody away from communion or the Lord's Supper. Uh, it's more involved uh, than just that. Um, but um, excommunicate or to church or to remove somebody. Uh, and the Bible says that they're to be treated as a heathen man and a publican. Um, and remember, God, um, he's, all the Bible's written for us, not to us, Right? So here we have Matthew writing under inspiration. These are um, uh, words that, uh, that are God-given words, obviously, uh, and uh, teaching us uh, what we're supposed to do. But Jews were to, they were, if somebody was a heathen, they were not to fellowship with them. Um, if a Jew became a publican, they were excommunicated uh, from their Jewish culture and Judaism. Um, it's, you think of um, uh, stories you've heard of like, Amish people and uh, where they would shun uh, people, all right? Here's what, where we're at in modern-day Christianity. People get church discipline, and then, then your relationship with them never changes. And, uh, and, and that's just not the way that it should be. Um, they're supposed to be treated as an outsider, uh, and they're lost. In, in 1 Corinthians, it says that um, they're set out to the destruction of Satan. Uh, and uh, and uh, 1 Timothy 1, um, uh, also the same way, uh, to given over to Satan for the, for the destruction of the flesh. The, when, and again, this is 
We're supposed to forgive and restore and love and grace and mercy. Repent, please repent, please repent. And when they don't repent, uh, and you've gone through all of these stages, and it's brought to the church, uh, and then the Bible says that uh, what we would call church discipline, let him be as an heathen man and a publican. So they're put out, uh, and then the, the idea is uh, they're, no, they're not privileged to have the fellowship of the church. Um, again, this doesn't matter to people who, don't, who think the church doesn't matter. Because normally what happens before somebody gets church discipline in an independent fundamental Baptist church, they just go find another church. It's like they're told that they're not living right or doing right or whatever, uh, and they just leave. And, uh, but I want you to notice something else here. Verse number 18. Uh, Verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say unto you that if two or three, and he's, t- he's talking about this, what this, what this means uh, in, in, in short is that church discipline is, is final, it's authoritative and binding. If somebody, uh, let me back up, if somebody is church discipline from another church of like faith, um, um, and it's done properly, Biblically, Matthew chapter number 18, um, and there's just, there's just different churches do it differently, and if it's not done the proper way, uh, then, then I handle that situation differently. Years ago, I had somebody come to church, and, uh, and uh, they were run out of their church. And, uh, and so um, they said, Pastor, you know, um, we got kicked out of our church. And then I, I said, well, why? And they told me why. So I went to the, to the pastor of that church, we called him, said, tell me about so-and-so. Uh, they said, well, this is what happened or whatever. And uh, I said, did you, did you church discipline them? And uh, they're like, no, uh, we didn't do that. So they weren't under church discipline. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, as I prayed about that and ministered to them and, and decided I was going to let them join the church because they weren't under church discipline, and I just told them, I said, if you do what they said you did here, you'll, there will be no, you'll be dead and buried. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, and they're not going to find a body. Uh, and, uh, and, and basically was saying in, 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 in kind of like a um, funny way with them in that moment that it's like, I want you to come. Uh, I'm taking you at your word and unite with, the, and unite with this church. And I never had a problem. Um, but if somebody has been um, excommunicated from another church, we have no right to accept them into our fellowship. Um, and even when people usurp the local church and decide, well, I'm going, to get, I'm going to get out of here before I'm confronted by the church or before I'm church disciplined, um, then, then I hope that pastors, and by the way, pastors are some of the most unethical people on the planet. Unethical. <laughs> and um, and I, I, can't, I can't tell you how many times that people have left from the time I've been saved and in ministry, not just here, Superior, Illinois, wherever, and, uh, and it's like, um, so-and-so's visiting our church. And I'm like, don't, don't let them join. They have unresolved sin. They're not even church disciplined, but they have, they have ought with somebody they're leaving. They're not leaving for the right, the, the right reason. Uh, they, need to, they need to deal with whatever the problem is uh, and, and work it out, not run away from it. But it's countless, countless times uh, in ministry. So if somebody, if, if somebody is disciplined from another local church, um, and it's done the right way, I will not accept them as a church member at Berean Baptist Church until they go and fix it. And fixing it is simply like, 
sitting down and saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I love you, forgive me, I love you, hug it out. And if it's still God's will for you to come to Brian Baptist Church, then, then we'll consider it. But somebody who gets um, you know, um, excommunicated or church from this church, um, another pastor has no right to accept them into their fellowship. But people don't care. I mean, I've called people like, Please, 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 please don't take them. I know they're coming there, but they've got this problem. And, uh, and, I, and, and by the way, I don't get into it all. Um, you, have, you have no idea how many um, people. Um, we know we're all sinners. <clears throat> but I've dealt with everything, um, every sin you can imagine. Uh, in the lives of people. And I've lovingly and graciously, patiently tried to work them through it. But oftentimes the end result is <coughs> the digger I deep, of, you know, there's a Bible verse that says, um, Have I become thine enemy because I tell you the truth? And when somebody comes to me with a deep problem, sinful problem, can you help me? Or in an instance where I've got to go to them, they didn't ask, but it's my responsibility and your responsibility. Um, I want to help them. But I also know that the, the deeper I dig, <coughs> the greater the chances they're gone. And it's happened time and time and time and time again. My default um, mode is grace and mercy and love. And um, from addiction to drugs to pornography to infidelity to, to, to abuse. Now, if there's a crime that's committed, I'm calling the cops. Uh, I'm a mandated reporter. Um, but the point is, is that when somebody, when we get to the later stages of what the Bible says in chapter number 18 to where somebody is, is put out to the destruction of the flesh, it has been a long time coming to get to that spot. Let me just say this. <clears throat> you come to me and you've got a problem with pornography and you seek repentance, you, you ask God for forgiveness and repentance and you're doing what you can to, uh, to not view it, uh, I'm going to love you and look at you with, with how I've always looked at you. Um, but sometimes you can't handle it. And, uh, and we, we have guilt and we have shame and we don't like people knowing. The, the difference between somebody that's in this position in Matthew chapter 18 and, and you is that everybody knows about it in chapter number 18. We just don't know about your sin. And, uh, and what, we, what we should understand and know is that when you should want, you should love and forgive and give grace and restore uh, because, because at some point, um, somebody can have to love and forgive and give grace and restore you. And the Bible talks, you know, beams and moats and, you know, I mean, uh, on and on and on. And uh, so <coughs> it's what God has laid out and for the express purpose of, of keeping the church pure uh, and, and spotless and blameless and uh, as brothers and sisters who find offense and fault, God lays out in the Bible how to deal with it, forgiveness. Uh, in fact, uh, look, read just a little bit further. I'm almost done. It's going to be part, two-part message. 
uh, verse 21, Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Till seven times? And Jesus said to him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Now, there's a lot in that seventy times seven, uh, the prophecies of Daniel, uh, and everything else, and there, there's going to be a time symbolically. So, like when, again, you speak in this language, Jews, like 70 times 7, they're getting it. And, uh, and when all that you forgive until the time runs out on God's, it's not like this is the 491st time, and so no more forgiveness. The, I, you forgive, and you forgive. It was like, they, but they did it again, and then you forgive them again. And then, and then they come to you and say, forgive me, I'm sorry. And you, can, you confess it, then you forgive them. And there's, there's no room, there's no word, there's no authority, there's no reason for you not to. You're supposed to forgive even, you don't deserve forgiveness. You deserve hell. I deserve hell. But God commanded his love towards us and that while we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. So we're supposed to love other people like that, even as Christ uh, uh, has forgiven us. Not because he has, even has, the same way. And how many times have you begged God to forgive you for secret sins, for public sins, and claim the promise of God of forgiveness, yet you won't forgive somebody else for doing something that ain't even close to that? And so God lays out for us this pattern uh, that is there and in, in, in for all the reasons. So I'm saying all that, and tonight, like I say, um, I'm going to give some more examples from the Bible where we see church discipline enacted. And I want you to know and understand um, there, there are things that I deal with as a pastor, um, and um, I deal with private sins privately. Um, public sins sometimes have to be dealt with publicly publicly. It means different things. Not if, if, if you're being dealt with about sin, doesn't mean you're going to go before the church and, uh, or brought to the church. And, and uh, you know, and, and there, are probably, there are probably people, in, there's, and let me also just say this. When people leave this church outside of, um, um, especially when I've dug deep into different things, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't go to the pastor and say, well, you should know this and this and this and this and this. And this. Um, I don't. Uh, and... Uh, and, and sometimes like, well, what's the problem? Why should, you know, I said, well, you just got to trust me. You know, um, this isn't, they need to, the Bible says they need to make it right. And, um, and when we just allow people to just to go to this church and that church and whatever, and church membership doesn't mean anything, um, we, we've created this mess uh, in, in churches. So um, there are um, current issues and problems to where I'm preaching this because this is my, might be what we have to do. Okay? Um, I don't want to do that. Um, you know, I think about how it grieves me. I think about how it grieves our Heavenly Father. Um, man, I'll fight for somebody till the last breath and, and do everything I can, but I can't help people who don't want help. And, um, and, I, and, I, and we can't. We have a biblical obligation um, from God um, to root that stuff out for the example of it, um, 
but more importantly for uh, the spotless and the blamelessness or whatever, and, and God lays it out. It is, it is our responsibility, and we, we do not obey the Lord when we ignore stuff. We, we just don't. And uh, you say, well, this is kind of uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for me. Uh, and, uh, but I, you know, I've, I, have, I've, I have gone into places and pulled church members out of places where they shouldn't be. I picked up church members, <clears throat> you know, out of back of pickup trucks, high as a kite, sleeping, sleeping off their drugs. Countless, countless. I mean, I could, and, and, um, and you never know about it. You never know about them. Why? You're not doing right. You need to get right with God. Forgive me. Repentance, confession. I, I love you. And, and I work with them, and, and, and et cetera, et cetera. And, and it doesn't come before the church uh, because it's, it's been dealt with. But then there are also times where it's like, again and again and again, and won't stop and won't repent. Uh, and, uh, and in those moments, we have no other recourse uh, in that moment uh, than to do that. And, I, and, I, and when I mentioned verse number 18, if somebody is church-disciplined, and put out of a local church, and they unite with another church, what was done in Matthew chapter number 18 is binding. You might think that, well, I don't care. What, you know, what does that mean? Uh, but they're, they're, they, they, they are put out for the destruction. The, the whole idea is that um, Satan, uh, and, and they're, 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 they're um, uh, not taught, they are looked at as like as though they're lost and in the world and they're given over to that and the idea is like they find themselves like the prodigal son in the hog slop and they come to themselves and realize that I, I need I need my church family and I need to be in church and I and and in it but if you don't if you don't care about church membership and, and fellowship and all that's involved with that it doesn't matter like just go find another church but what you need to know is that it's binding what's it, it's binding in heaven and until it's dealt with, it's still binding. And, and they might prosper in the world's eyes and not have a problem and, you know, get in another church and hide from their sins or whatever. But, um, but it doesn't undo what has been done in that local church congregation. Uh, it is, it is in, in heaven bound uh, and uh, on earth bound. Uh, and it is authoritative uh, because, because it is. And it's the Bible, uh, and um, and vital to God, which should be vital to us. And so, if the event comes in uh, in the future, to where sin is brought up to the church, with the intent for that person to be removed, after all these steps have been taken place, please understand and know I have done everything. that I can to not be in that position. And when I do that, and the church does it, God help you if you don't obey what it says, how you're supposed to be and do and act around them. And... uh, 
Because when you, when you don't believe and follow this and support it within that local church body, um, you become complicit and an enabler in their behavior. And um, people, you can, I've got people that I love and care for that know I don't believe in, in what they do or, nor tolerate it, but I love them. But I also don't spend time with them. And, um, <clears throat> but I, I know, but just, you know, people leave here and they go other places and they blame me. But what you don't know is how much love, prayer, Time, energy, patience, mercy, grace that I've extended because I want to gain them and restore them. And uh, so I, you know, can't believe that we're addressing something like whatever it is in, in, in this format. Um, have to. Didn't want to, but then have to. So tonight I'll speak more to it. Uh, and, um, but, I, but I want you to know, and I have to preach on it uh, because it's a present, a present thing. And, um, and not just one. There's a number of different things. And, uh, and so um, my hope and prayer is Forgiveness in, in doing right, in loving. Um, but you shut me out, shut the church out, not answering texts that people trying to reach out. It's been told to the church and, and, and people trying to love you and, and, and gain you and help you. And you don't want it. Then, then we're left no choice uh, as to excommunicate. Um, but then you undo it um, by, by not changing your relationship with them biblically and spiritually the way that you're supposed to. And you become party, <laughs> you know, to whatever it is. And so I hope that you understand my heart uh, in these matters. And, uh, and there hasn't been in, you know, the 20 uh, years or so of ministry that I've been out here in, in Washington as a senior pastor, there's not been many occasions uh, where I've exacted church discipline, um, in part because people just, you know, um, get it right and, and move forward and, or they leave. And, uh, you know, and I'm not really interested in, you know, church discipline people after the fact, you know, because then I probably have zero influence in their life going forward. Um, um, but know that, that that type of dynamic has happened more times than I can count. Um, and it breaks my heart every single time. And it gets old. And so, Christ loved the church and he gave himself for it. And we're supposed to love each other like Christ loves us. Forgiveness, default, love, grace, mercy. Please, 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 please get it right. And we'll love you and and move forward 
And when somebody, when, when, when somebody asks for forgiveness, our responsibility is to forgive them and not put an asterisk by it. I will forgive you, but it's forgiveness. God doesn't deal with us like that. God, forgive me again. You know, he just doesn't do that. So, <clears throat> a little conditioning, a little preparation. Um, and in those instances, if it gets to the point where I've got to stand up in this pulpit and, and have, a, and have a, 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 a church membership business meeting to vote somebody out of our church to the destruction of the flesh, that, is, that, I've, that I have done everything that I can up to that point. I can't help you with, you know, what you'll think of all that. But I want you to know that it's not, none of it's taken lightly. And, um, and it's a battle. And uh, <coughs> I wish that I could have a nonchalant, I don't care attitude about the local church like some of you do. Then I'd sleep at night. But pray for each other and for me. And, and maybe, just maybe, if you were in like stage one of this and knew a brother or sister was in, in a fault and you um, nipped it in a bud all that time before, we wouldn't have gotten to this place. If we provoke one another in love and good works and, and bear one another's burdens and, and, uh, and, and be in a biblical way, not in a busybody, you know, gossipy, whatever, but to, to love and just really dig in with each other, we can avoid we can gain, we can be spiritual and restore, you know, such and one. Um, but you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I, it's not my place. It is your place. You're, you are brothers and sisters in Christ. You have a biblical responsibility to say, stop it and get right with God. Well, they'll get mad at me but maybe you'll gain a brother. And, uh, and maybe if it's not just me nagging them, and it's 20, 30, 50, 60, whatever of you, they're saying, you know what? What pastor preaches is true, and you're not right. You need to get right. And, uh, and not find respite in, a, in, a, in bending your ear and you're in, a, in, a, in a sympathetic, like, oh, you know, I know, man. Uh. But you go, you know what? Pastor's right. You need to get right with the Lord. And, uh, well, they'll stop talking to me. What are we doing? What are we doing? Let's all stand. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed. I'm asking you to pray for our church, for each other. Serious, terrible, consequential behavior that God forbids <clears throat> and it can't be ignored. And um, 
you say, well, you know, I'm thinking about joining this church, but maybe not now. It's, again, this isn't a social club. And uh, I hope you understand that. As the panel begins to play, can we just pray uh, today for the situations I'm referencing and for the Holy Spirit to bring conviction and, and, and repentance, godly sorrow that leads to repentance?